joined by uh, Councillor Angela Panopoulos, Mayor of Mary Bay Council, to explore January 26 events and how local councils and grassroots communities and organizations are driving the narrative to make this date a more inclusive day for First Nations communities. Welcome to NITV Radio, Councillor Panopoulos. Thank you for having me. Mary Beck Council, formerly Moorland Council, has been leading uh, the narrative back in 2017 already. There were conversations around changing the date. Run us through the evolution of how this conversation has been going on in uh, your local council. Sure. So this um, decision to no longer celebrate January 26, that was made back in 2017. So before I was on the council, but back then, um, you know, the count, the majority of councillors, they decided, you know, that January 26 is not a day to celebrate. It's not an inclusive or unifying holiday um, for people. It's, you know, it's a day of, of like deep loss and trauma um, for First Nations people. And that's what you know, they were consistently being told. Um, and so this was about like listening to them and um, I guess not, yeah, not celebrating a day that is so harmful for so many people. Is the date referred to as uh, Australia Day at Mary Beck Council or Morning Day? How is it uh, called? How do you call it? So we don't call it Australia Day. Um it really, it really depends. So some will say January 26, some will say Invasion Day or Morning Day, but clear that it's yeah not a day to celebrate um, this country. Yeah. How is uh, the date uh, marked or commemorated or how is it marked uh, in uh, your official calendar since uh, 2017? Yeah, so we have um, a day of mourning on that day on January 26. In previous years, um, we've worked with, the First Nations Advisory Committee at Council um, and Wurundjeri Elders who have guided us and we've had um, morning ceremonies in Coburg outside of our Civic Centre and also at one of our reserves um, on Bell Street. So we have morning morning ceremonies um, to mark the day. In some councils, there's a dawn service. Uh, does Marybeck Council hold a Anzac Day style dawn service or...? On more, on, uh, we haven't we haven't in the past. Um, our uh, our services have been more during the daytime um, as opposed to that dawn time. How did this process come about? Is it just the councillors sat down and reflected and thought, "Oh, this is not respectful of uh, all our communities," or there was um, engagement and conversations with our traditional owners? So I wasn't on on the council at that point in time, but you know there would have been engagement with First Nations people in the community, um, the broader Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people, um, and also we've got a statement of commitment as well um, that we've had for many many years at council, which basically outlines that you know we will listen to First Nations people and work really hard on reconciliation and addressing um, some of the issues of the past, and I think. Um, you know, as someone who's been, say, attending the January 26 rallies in the city for many, many years, you, you notice that each year it gets bigger and bigger um, and there is a greater groundswell of people who, um, I guess, are becoming more knowledgeable um, of the reality of what January 26 means um, for First Nations people in this country. Yeah. And the statement of commitment made in 2021, uh, can you run us through some of uh, the decisions reached at that time? 
Um, so the statement basically outlines that, you know, we're going to be listening to First Nations people in the community um, and that we'll be working together to get to reconciliation. Um, and it also actually outlines our support for voice, um, treaty and truth. So all three parts of the Uluru Statement from the heart um, we had committed to back in 2021. Coming back to the decisions, 2017 was a really a year when many councils around the country, actually around 2016-17, many councils were making decisions to actually be more inclusive, more respectful of First Nations communities. And then we had uh, reactions from uh, the federal government, which was not always in line with uh, what local councils were doing, and there was some backlash. How has your council reacted to that, and uh, how is it uh, working with uh, the current uh, federal government and uh, advancing uh, the changes for January 26? Mm. Yeah, so back around that 2016-2017 period, um, the then coalition government decided that because councils um, weren't celebrating January 26, um, they decided that they changed the citizenship code um, and said that all councils had to have a citizenship ceremony on January 26. And now citizenship ceremonies are like a really joyous and emotional day and like they're something that you want to celebrate and be happy about. And so them forcing councils to have these ceremonies on that day was essentially saying, well, actually, no, you're going to celebrate this whether you want to or not. That was, I guess, that part of the decision. And back then, a, a couple of other councils, so Darabin and Yarra, decided to not have citizenship ceremonies on that day, um, whereas we were called Moreland at the time, we decided to continue with it. Um, and what the federal government did in response to the other two councils is they got rid of their ability to have citizenship ceremonies at all. They said, because you don't want to have this ceremony on, you know, Invasion Day or they called it Australia Day, you're not going to be able to have these ceremonies at all. And now we have at least one a month, um, often two a month. So that's a lot of new citizens that we get to talk to directly and inform them of, you know, our community, the democratic process and their rights as as voters um, that, is, that have been stripped away from councils. So it was a pretty um, pretty awful reaction from the then federal government. Um, but in December of last year, um, and it was my first meeting as the mayor, um, we had a, a recommendation from our First Nations Advisory Committee that had said to us that they recommend that we cease to hold citizenship ceremonies on January 26. So we, we were presented with this um, recommendation um, and we... Councillors knew that if we voted for this recommendation, then we would be in breach of the federal code that said that you had to have these ceremonies on this day. And so it was a very, very close vote. It was my casting vote, but we decided, all right, we'll breach the code and see what happens. And I think like we took that calculated risk because it was a new government. Um, you know, a new government that's talking about voice at the federal level, treaty at the state level, and saying that they actually want to further reconciliation. So we decided that we would breach the code um, and take a stand and say that we shouldn't have, you know, a joyous celebration of a citizenship ceremony on such an awful day. And so there was a few, there was a few tense days where we thought, okay, um, we might be losing our right to have citizenship ceremonies entirely. Um, but thankfully, the federal government then actually changed the rules and didn't. And now we're no longer forced to have the ceremonies on January 26. 
So like it's been a bit of a, a long journey to get there and it's required a different government <laughs> federally to allow us to have that flexibility um, and to be respectful of our community. Um, but we did finally get there by, I think, pushing the envelope um, a bit. So, yeah, it was a long a long journey to get there, but we finally did. Councillor Angel Kapanopoulos, thank you very much for having the time to talk to us on NITV Radio today. Fantastic. Thank you for having me.